Picture this. You've just finished the last stroke of the brush of what you feel is your best painting yet. You love it. The colors are perfect. The texture, the form, everything is just so. You sit back, basking in the euphoria, taking in how happy you feel. You've done a number of these paintings now and are feeling quite confident with what you're creating. So much so, you snap a picture of it and post it to Instagram. Hashtag artists of Instagram. Hashtag passion piece. Hashtag commissions available. DM if interested. Click post. Done. You sit for a second mindlessly scrolling through, telling yourself, eh, it doesn't matter how many people hit the like button or even comment. But even as the thought goes through your mind, you're not even noticing what you're scrolling past. One minute. Two minutes. Three. You know what? You say to yourself. I just posted it. It will take a few minutes for the algorithms to kick in. You set the phone down and start washing the brushes, putting things into place, distracting yourself with a menial task while in the back of your mind, the hamster wheel is spinning. I wonder if anyone has liked it yet. Maybe someone has shared it. I should have at least one or two commission inquiries by now. Let me check. You turn off the sink faucet, only halfway through cleaning up, and check your phone. Three likes. Two family members, and the third from someone you just started seeing. Mindless scrolling. The hamster wheel. Spinning. Setting the phone down, you return to cleaning, walking past the painting, seeing it this time with a little less euphoria than last. Why do I bother? You ask yourself. Leaving the brushes in the sink, tossing the apron onto the counter, you find the emotional embrace of your bed as you open the app and continue through the feed, slowly sinking deeper and deeper into self-doubt. Seeing other artists' work, ugh, boring, you say. It just had shy of 600 likes. Ugh, this style is so tired you say. You're not even being creative at this point. You're just copying everyone else. How does this have 3,200 likes? Out of sheer frustration, you post a video of yourself doing a massive eye roll. 7 likes. 18. 36. Ha! Ah, this is hysterical, Julie says. 72 likes. 86. I'm dead, skull emoji. What's the eye roll for? You crack me up, your old roommate says. 112 likes. 148. 224 likes for an eye roll? You close the app, pull up the covers, and close your eyes. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. If the year were 1886, I can imagine this is exactly what Vincent van Gogh must have felt like. We'll come back to him in just a second. Feeling as if your life has no value is not just for painters, or is it only on Instagram, Pinterest, or even TikTok for that matter. You won't find a shortage of blissful selfies of Ken and Barbie riding the Pacific coast on horseback just as the sun is setting, rose petals directing a path to a spread adorned by peeled grapes and champagne on a Tuesday. 
But one thing there is plenty of comparison. From the most decked out living rooms to abs that even Ken could only dream of, and he's made in a factory. If you're in need of a feel good pick me up, peeking into the quote unquote success of social media lives is not something I'd recommend. Ask anyone that knows me personally, and they'll attest I am not a handyman. I can barely hold a flashlight, much less a hammer. Seeing other dads building grandiose tree houses with zip lines and tire swings, it instantly makes me feel like a complete failure as a cool dad. Even as a concert pianist with numerous number one albums, I can't help but to find myself submersed in self doubt after watching a nine year old slay Mozart, or yet another mind blowing YouTube video of Keith Jarrett. Effortlessly improvising the most intricate of melodies, live and on a crappy piano, nonetheless. How do we take the bait so easily? Better yet, why? We've all heard the stats on how addictive social media is, how it leads to anxiety and depression and short term inhibition of intelligent thought. How do we keep going back to it? Why is it something we keep hoping to make us feel good when generally it just makes us feel worse? It's not all bad, it has its pluses. It is entertaining to a degree. As a professional pianist, it's a must have for my staying connected to my audience, so deleting it is not an option. But leaving the rating game of social media won't fix the problem of life's comparisons. The neighbor's yard looking as if he has invisible elves catching every leaf as it falls. Even driving somewhere, you notice their car has a shinier shine than yours does. What gives? Why is everything in life a comparison? I'm Chad Lawson, and let's comment down in three, two, one. No meditation today, but if you happen to have a pencil and a piece of paper around, it would be super helpful. Remember the painter from earlier, Vincent van Gogh? During his life, he sold one painting, only one. Van Gogh painted over 900 paintings, but only one, the Red Vineyard, was bought just a few months before he died. Imagine being the most famous, recognized artist in history. You are the original influencer way before the word became a lifestyle. Your work auctioned for millions upon millions, but only after you're in the ground. No endorsements, no glitz, no glamour, no bottles of champagne. You died hungry, broke, alone. If this were you, would you still do it? Your passion out of simple enjoyment? Just because you liked it? Your power tools, your baking pans, your writing pencil, do they still inspire you even if nobody noticed? No one praised you for the birdhouse, the chocolate chip cookies, or the heart touching story of your immigrant parents? No thumbs up or comments? Would you still do it? It's easy to step into the world of hashtags and ratings, but my question to you is on what basis is there such a thing as rating? 
Where do I find the scale of what is beautiful as opposed to boring? Who is the authority to declare such a definition? Guess what? There isn't one. There isn't. Try this with me. On a piece of paper, I'd like for you to draw a straight line from left to right. On one end of the line, write the number one. And on the other end of the line, place the number 100. Okay. On this line, I'd like for you to rate yourself from one to 100. Go ahead. I'll wait. Did you find a spot? Okay. Now, underneath this line, I'd like for you to draw an identical line, again with the number ranging from 1 to 100. Now, on this line, I'd like for you to mark where you think others would rate you. Are the two outcomes different? Do you view yourself in one standard and then the thought of being viewed at a different standard by someone else? Now, let me ask, on what grounds are you basing this assessment on? Whose standards are you comparing yourself to? You can't. They can't. There is no such system. As much as I wish to sit at the piano and play with such bravado as Long Long, guess what? He's already doing that. The world already has a Long Long. Go check him out. He's amazing. And as much as I would give the world to use a hacksaw and knowing I wasn't going to lose a finger, guess what? I don't own a hacksaw. My building a birdhouse is as difficult as my trying to construct a treehouse. So I don't even attempt. I carve the time to play driveway tennis with my two kids as we howl with laughs and, hey, nice shot, and competitive banter. What I have found personally is my kids need me as their dad, not the dad next door. And I'm grateful to say my listening audience found me, Chad Lawson, because they like the pieces that are right, the soft melodies that calm their mind and fill them with emotion. But it wasn't until I started being their dad that I found my worth. It wasn't until I started writing my music that I found my loyal audience. Had I listened or believed in a rating system based on someone else's point of view, I would never be the father I'm meant to be, the pianist I've been given the talent for, nor would I be the person that I've become. Clarity, not comparison. We simply need clarity. Realizing we are uniquely individual, an ocean filled with fish of the most vibrant colors. Oddly enough, of all the animals on the planet, my favorite animal is the jellyfish. But I am a minimalist at heart. I'm captivated by their graceful elegance so much that I try to mimic their ease with my hands when playing the piano. See? Just as a random fish in the ocean inspires me each time I sit to play, imagine the lives you've affected without ever knowing as well. The time you made a cake for someone, you helped someone paint a room in their house, or you wrote them a letter saying, ah, I was just thinking about you. 
The only rating system we should allow ourselves to ever be evaluated by is how you make someone feel. But in the end, the talent you have been given is yours because you've been trusted with this gift, knowing you may never hear the words of praise or you've changed my life kind of sentences. But deep within the fiber of who you are, having the clarity to understand the importance of substance more than socials, hearts more than hashtags, and worth more than wealth. The brilliant creative director Carl Lagerfeld said, personality begins where comparison ends. Ignore the rating system. It doesn't exist. You are free to be you. Free to paint, to hammer, to bake, to knit, to serve others, to do whatever it is you know you were placed on earth to do. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CometDownPodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.